SAFM Radio and at Kanyi underscore Makubane on Twitter. 19 after 4 o'clock in our conversation of the day. Today we're talking about mental health, understanding depression and leading us in discussion this morning. We have Tabang Laga, who is a clinical psychologist registered with the Health Professions Council of South Africa. A very good morning to you, Tabang. Uh, good morning, Kanye, and to all the listeners. And just to give our listeners a little bit more of your profile, Tabang has deep and wide experience that includes work for community clinics, hospitals, universities, and the Defence Force. He's worked with individuals, families, and diverse groups of people in various provinces across the country. Now, uh, Tabang, we've called you here to talk to us about a very topical discussion, you know, in the wake of the untimely death of Professor Bongani Mayosi, uh, who it was since revealed that he'd been uh, struggling with depression for the past two years. It has brought it sharply into the spotlight. And what we are seeing is that there are more South Africans than we previously thought that are struggling with uh, depression. Perhaps what are some of your initial uh, views on this? Um, you know, a lot of people are under pressure. Um, I think the, the death of the prof. Uh, in, in our time, even the comedian uh, Robin Williams, mm. even the German pilot who crashed the plane uh, in, the, in, in the French Alps, tells us about a society we are in, that we live in such a society that many people uh, are struggling to cope, a lot of people are under pressure, and sometimes when they're depressed, uh, tend to think that um, suicide is, is an option for them. So we are we are living in very... Uh, difficult times or times where people are under a lot of pressure and don't necessarily have, I suppose, sometimes better ways to cope with what they are going through. Now, before we, we continue with our discussion, I think it's important for us to just define uh, depression because, you know, there's a difference between clinical depression and also mood uh, swings where you're feeling a bit down and then you get up again. Now, according to the definition I have here is depression or major depressive uh, disorder or clinical depression is a common but serious mood disorder. It causes severe symptoms that affect how you feel, think and handle daily activities. Perhaps just, um, you know, define it for us, you know, and the different types of mood disorders that they are. Okay, so we, we have a, a, a lot of uh, disorders. So when we talk now about clinical depression, we are really talking about a mental disorder. It's not just that you're feeling sad, which is also different from the uh, sort of if somebody's grieving uh, or if you've lost something, you can just feel an appropriate sadness. When, it, when we're talking about clinical depression, we're talking about a, a, a serious condition that uh, is, is really affects how you think. So it, it's got a cognitive influence on it. Uh, you think negative thoughts, there's a sense of hopelessness. It's got, um, it affects your body. So you are also, uh, you, you don't have uh, energy. Uh, sometimes you're struggling to sleep. You talk about, people complain about headaches, back pain, lower back pain, upper back pain, uh, things like that. And then uh, it also affects your relationships in, in how you uh, connect with other people, how you relate. It affects even your work, mm. uh, important areas of functioning. So you're talking about something that's actually just um, an illness that can also be treated uh, medically. When you're talking about depression, you're talking about an illness it affects your mind, uh, your your social setting, and even your your physical being. 
Mm. And in terms of at what point a person can get depressed, is it something uh, that can happen at any time or is there like a predisposition to it? So in other words, they say that clinical depression, for instance, is like a chemical imbalance. Is it something that can develop, you know, at an adult stage or is it something that's always been there? Yes. So anybody is at risk for uh, clinical depression. However, you find that so there are biological reasons why one would develop depression. So mm. if your your relative, especially if it's a direct person, uh, your mother, your father, if somebody like that is depressed, you have almost about a 40% chance of also de- developing it. You are predisposed. Uh, it could be also because of medical reasons. Say somebody suffering from cancer mm-hmm. or an illness, so your body is just not doing what it's supposed to do. People tend to then feel depressed. It can become because of social reasons. Uh, maybe you got fired from work. Uh, you're not you're not working. There are other things in your social circles that are affecting you negatively. The re- the relationships that you have that can also cause somebody to be depressed, and it can also become a psychological in that the the way somebody uh, negative thought patterns uh, when you have issues you struggle to talk with them yeah. about them or deal with issues that you have properly so those different things can cause a person to be tra- depressed uh, most people uh, dep- you are more likely to be depressed more in your teens uh, going into early adulthood uh, and then the older somebody gets tends to become better but any person can become depressed at any point if something tragic uh, happens to them. And let's just talk about, you know, some of the signs and symptoms. You spoke earlier on that something like grieving, you know, losing a loved one can bring about, you know, a, a depression that may set in because, you know, of the pain and the emotional trauma. And at some point, you know, they talk about the process of grieving. But at what point do you say, OK, this has gone beyond just grieving and it has now become depression? So there is a, a way human beings respond to pain. For example, somebody's death, so we grieve. There's an appropriate level of sadness. Uh, if you lose a job uh, or, or something terrible happens to you, there's a, there's a normal way somebody should uh, respond. However, it's not becoming depression. Uh, if, uh, for example, it moves beyond the normal response. How So most people would grieve. Usually they say it takes about six months to kind of adjust to the idea. And beyond that, it starts becoming complicated grief. It becomes depression when it starts affecting your your work, uh, your relationships, other important ways of functioning. Then, then the difference is normally when people are depressed, they have, uh, we say, generally a, a depressed mood. So your mood is low, and the other thing you are having is a loss of interest in previously enjoyed activities. So you find then the person is, not wanting if they loved, for example, their work or school. They're not necessarily interested in that anymore. Uh, they they have psychomotor agitation, so the way they move is a bit slower. Their appetite changes, their sleeping patterns change. They start talking about um, resting, going away, feeling as if if I went away, I could just rest, uh, becoming irritable, especially sometimes in men or children mm. uh, just being generally irritable wanting to isolate yourself um not having an interest in in, in life uh sometimes when people then start talking about suicide saying things like you know if i if i was dead things would become better yeah. life is a horrible yeah or inappropriate guilt so when we start seeing those things 
you start then thinking that they, 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 they are, there are symptoms of depression and one needs some attention. Now, when one finds themselves in this particular uh, position, you know, at what point does it become a clinical case that can be treated with medication or a case that really can be treated by psychologists and like yourself, you know, going for therapy, going for counseling? Uh, so most people would feel sad, uh, you'd experience some sort of low in your day. It becomes now, when you need attention, it's when it starts affecting your normal functioning. Mm. Uh, when, you, when you find that there's a certain way you work, you, you wake up, you do certain things, when you're struggling to do those things, then you need to get attention. Mm. Then it's influencing your days. Your your your, your patterns are different. Uh, you, uh, self-care is a problem. Maybe you're not taking care of yourself. Some people would wake up, not uh, suppose bath or lock themselves in their in their houses or flats. They'll just want to separate themselves, uh, thinking, uh, blaming themselves for things they couldn't change. So when it starts affecting the normal uh, way of living, then you need to see somebody um, so that you can you can get some assistance. And then uh, would that person that then be the one that decides, okay, this person needs antidepressants, you know, they need to go on medication? No. So, uh, okay, so depression can be something that you, you would know yourself that I'm depressed or other people can actually see you. So when you go to a professional, so you go to a psychologist, you go to a psychiatrist as well. Uh, so then, so a professional would then have to sit with you, assess, and then diagnose you and say, this is what you have. And then at that point, then you discuss uh, medication, what is available, what's not, different forms of treatment, what kind of depression is it, uh, because it can be mild, it can be moderate, it can be a severe depression, uh, it can be something that is mixed with something else like anxiety. So a professional will help you uh, tell the difference, what kind of depression you're suffering from, and then the, the appropriate steps to deal with their depression. Mm. And let's talk about some basic do's and don'ts for family and friends of people who are currently struggling with depression. You know, there's that whole snap out of it thing that, you know, people like to say, oh, just snap out of it, you know, but it's not something one can just snap out of. It's a process. What are some of the p- basic do's and don'ts for, for family and friends? Yeah, so so the one that you just mentioned now, just you know, get out of it. You know, this thing will pass. So things like that are not really helpful. When somebody's depressed, they really need attention. So one needs to listen to them, mm. uh, pay attention to uh, what the person is, is going through, all the things that they are saying. Uh, one needs to help them because sometimes the depression could be because of where they are or the, the specific thing that they are struggling with. Try and help them. If, if 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 that is not also helping, what you can also do is maybe give them information or accompany them to somebody can say, you know, um, do some research for them and then recommend them or uh, get them in a car, go with them physically and try and get help for them. And sometimes just ask them what is it that they need from you. Mm. And then so, so just be there as opposed to criticizing them, ordering them. Uh, just thinking that this thing will pass. Just really be attentive, uh, talk to them and get them information or get them help, uh, a phone number, a book, uh, or drive them to, to, to book an appointment for them, but of, of course in consultation with them. So you're doing things more 
like they're being a bit more sensitive, right. uh, that would be more helpful. And and in terms of what they can expect, I mean, it must be difficult to sing Tabang who was full of life, you know, and he loved sports and he loved going out, morphing into somebody that I can hardly recognize. I mean, just in terms of, you know, those times, how, how does a person like, you know, a family or a friend help you through those uh, times? Simple things like you spoke about uh, self-care, maybe just encouraging a person to take a bath, clean your room, eat, you know, do those things uh, help? Definitely. Uh, so research tells us one of the, the best ways to treat depression is with what they call cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, th- that has to do with uh, our thoughts, our behaviors, and, and our feelings. So normally if you go to a psychiatric uh, institution or a place, what they'll do is they'll help you, uh, they'll force you to wake up, uh, make your bed, eat your food, uh, go out for a group, Things. So when you do practical things like exercise, taking care of yourself, those things tend to have an influence in how one is thinking. So if you can help with things like that uh, to help a person just maintain a routine, uh, even waking up at a specific time, because that also has a way of affecting our brains. If somebody's starting to sleep late and things like that, mm. you can help them just maintain a proper routine, uh, help them go through the day, uh, meet uh, certain targets and certain goals and things that can be practically that also tends to affect somebody's mood. So if you can be helpful and the person is okay with that and so those are certainly things you can also help with. Now you've got it into a very interesting area of treatment so you know the good news is that depression can be treated? Yes, so de- depression can be treated. Uh, some people de- de- so it just depends when it started, the severity of it and what is causing it. So if, if, for example, your depression is as a result of, say, a trauma, you can get assistance for that. If it's depression is because of a specific issue, there's conflict at work, conflict in your family, relationship issues, it's something they can do. If it's something chemical, then there's also treatment for that. So there's also treatment for that. The risk is when somebody is not getting treatment and they keep going back into depression. So the more episodes you are having, mm. it can become worse. So one needs attention. And once you get attention, things one can live a, can have a good quality of life. All right. Thank you so much, Tabang, for joining us and giving us your time this morning to talk about this uh, topical issue. Can you give us some of your contact details? Perhaps there may be some listeners who are saying, Tabang, I need to come and see you. I need to book some sessions. Okay, I can be found on 012-323-5926. I'm also on uh, Twitter and I've got a Facebook page. Uh, so if people can go there and a website, uh, they can find me www.tabanplaga.co.za to get all the information they need. Thank you so much, Tabang, for, for being with us. Enjoy the rest of your day. It's 26 minutes before 5 o'clock. Stay with us right here on SFM.